Welcome to Whitechapel Church Online. You're currently listening to preaching from our Sunday services. We believe that when the preaching happens, that collectively we're hearing the Word of God, and that God's Word has the power to change who we are. We also believe that God can meet you right where you're at, and that He has a Word specifically for you. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon, and we would love to have you at an in-person service. Head over to whitechapelchurch.com to get more info. Enjoy the sermon, and be blessed. We must come together to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen? Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I've laid my burdens down, glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I've laid my burdens down, burdens down, Lord, burdens down, Lord. Since I've laid my burdens down. Burdens down, Lord, burdens down, Lord, since I've laid my burdens down. Friends don't treat me like they used to since I've laid my burdens down. Friends don't treat me like they used to since I've laid my burdens down, burdens down, Lord. Come on, church. Burdens down, Lord, since I've laid my burdens down, burdens down, Lord. Burdens down, Lord, since I've laid my burdens down. Everybody can get this one. Every round goes higher and higher since I've laid my burdens down. Every round goes higher and higher since I've laid my burdens down. They give the Lord some praise. Ah. Amen. Amen. Welcome this morning. Amen to Whitechapel Church. Amen. Amen. Once again, it's just good to be in the house of the Lord. And he said, where two or three gathers together in his name, he'd be in our midst. I certainly do believe that. Amen. I believe he's in our midst this morning. Amen. And actually, if you're a child of the king, he's in your midst all the time. Uh, sometimes you may not recognize or know it, but he's there all the time. Sometimes you might not even call on him, but he's still there. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. As we come together once again on this great Lord's Day, we, we magnify and we lift you up. And Heavenly Father, there are several prayer concerns, Lord, and we just turn them over to you on this prayer petition today, Lord, including our pastor and his family and children, Lord. We, we just lift them up right now in the name of Jesus. In fact, Lord, we claim healing right now in the name of Jesus. And anyone else that might be dealing with uh, some type of illness or sickness, Lord, because we know that comes from the enemy. And the devil is a liar. <laughs> By your stripes, Lord, you said we're healed. 
So in the name of Jesus, Lord, we're going to claim healing and deliverance right now of those that whatever type symptoms that they may be having. And this, this, this new uh, uh, variant that is trying to come out now, it's nobody but the devil, Lord, and we know he's a chameleon. He'll change up. But Lord God, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Lord, we just stand on your promises this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, bless these, your congregation here this morning. We just pray, Father, there might be someone here today, if he or she doesn't know you in the pardoning of their sins, Lord God, they would come forth this morning, Lord, this morning. Don't wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow might be too late that they might come this morning and ask, what must I do to be saved? In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Once again, it's good to be in God's house. I, I'm not going to be long this morning. And it's just a simple message this morning, just a simple message. You know, I, I got a phone call late yesterday, amen, asking me, was I ready? And, uh, you know, I, I'm always ready just to come to church and to worship. Well, it was a little different this time. Was I ready to come and bring a word? Amen. So I always be ready. I'm always ready. You ought to be ready. I, let me say that again. You ought to be ready. Amen. Amen. So, so making preparations and coming, you know, sometimes you have to start on Monday to get to Sunday. Because the enemy will come to you all through the week long, some kind of way. Amen. Trying to deter you from not coming to church on Sunday or even Saturday if you're doing youth or whatever. The Lord still will give you the strength and the power you need. Amen to go forth. Amen. So the word of God comes from the book of Romans this morning. The book of Romans. If you'll turn with me, the book of Romans this morning. The book of Romans this morning. The first chapter and the 16th verse. The book of Romans. Amen. First chapter, 16th verse. I don't hear but three or four pages turning. There's something's wrong here. I know you might have your devices with you. That's okay. That's fine and good. Amen. Just don't let it ring. So if everybody's there this morning, we all in consensus this morning. Can, can I get a hearty amen? amen. All right. The, beginning at the 16th verse and the 16th before, I am not ashamed of the gospel. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew and also to the Greek. Amen. So the message this morning is simply the gospel. That's the message this morning, just simply the gospel. The gospel is simply one beggar telling another beggar, where to find food. Oh, have I got any hungry folk up in the house this morning? Huh? Now, now I don't have to introduce myself. I've been here before. A amen? Amen. So, you know I like for you to talk to me just a little bit. Is that all right? All right. If I got three or four, I'm good. So, the meaning of the word gospel, it means good news. Now, I'm quite sure when we come in God's house, somebody comes to hear some good news. Why? Because we've had bad news all week, maybe all year and all month. Am I right about it? There, there's turmoil amongst all the nations and everything. Families are falling apart, coming apart. Amen. There's spreading of diseases everywhere. Crime is at an all-time high. Am I right about it? 
and it seems like there's tragedy everywhere that fills the earth. But we come in God's house and we want some good news. Talk to me here this morning. Somebody ought to be up running and running up and down the aisles this morning because we come to God's house to get some good news. God has blessed you and woke you up this morning. Am I right? Warm blood running through your veins in a reasonable portion of health and strength. You might not be your best, but you are God's best. Oh, boy. Y'all. So, so the gospel is not only just some good news, it's the best news. You get all kind of news, Channel 6 and all them other channels that you got here in Florida. Amen? And if you listen to them too long, it can be very discouraging. Talk to me, church. Amen? You, you, you could have been in such a, 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 a beautiful mood and, and everything, and as soon as you turn the television on, all they give you is something bad that's happening somewhere and even could be in your own neighborhood and it turns and changes just how you felt and you were feeling good all day long depression sets in because why we hear all this negative news am i right about it so this morning we're just going to talk about the gospel is that all right so looking at these verses here in the first chapter and looking at the first two verses Let's look at the source of the gospel. What is the source of the gospel? It's called the gospel because of who it's purposed by. That's why it's called the gospel. It's, it's purposed by God, and God purposed the gospel even before the world began. Oh, boy, come on. I, I got some Bible scholars up in here. Before the world begins, I'm talking about back in the dateless past, back in eternity's time. Amen. So it was purposed by him. Not only was it purposed by him, it was planned by him. John 12, 27 says, now my soul is troubled. What should I say, Father? Save me from this hour. But this is what I came to do. This is Jesus talking. This is why Christ came. Just for everything that's going on in the world today, this is why Christ came for us. Not only did he purpose it, not only did he plan it, but he also, it was promised by him. Am I right about it? There are many gospels, there are many gossipers. Wow, y'all got quiet on that, didn't they? But there's only one gospel, and that's the word of God. So what's the substance of the gospel? Look at verses 3 and 4. According to these passages in verses 3 and 4, I'm talking about Romans now, first chapter, verses 3 and 4. According to these passages we find here in the book, Christ is the substance of it all. He's the substance. Because if you take Jesus out, you don't have a gospel. Oh, come on, somebody. If you take the blood out, you still don't have a gospel. For it was the shedding of blood is for the remission of sins. And you know, they're trying to take Jesus out even out of the songs we sing. And they definitely don't want to talk about the blood no more. I'm old school, okay? Amen. 
So from religion, when that's done, it will no longer be a true religion. It'll be an apostasy when you take him out. From the Bible, when this is done, it will not be a version, but it'll be a perversion. Oh, boy, y'all ain't heard these words for a while, have you? I see because you're getting awful quiet. From some of the songs that we sing, the spiritual songs, sometimes these songs we sing, is seemingly it becomes now worldly entertainment. From the family, from the school, from the government, from the society in general, when he, I'm talking about Jesus, is removed, there's going to be wreck, there's going to be ruin and chaos. And we do have it in the world today. We have it in our schools today. It's how he died. He arose and how he lives. That's what it's all about, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. So what is the sufficiency of the gospel? I'm back to verse 16 again. It is a gospel of power. That's the gospel. Don't you know there's power in God's word? We live in an age of power. Am I right about it? But there are some things man hadn't been able to do. He hadn't been able to stop rain when it rains. We haven't been able to reverse the laws of God. Because once God set his law in place, it's in place and it can't be moved or changed. We have not been able to create life even though man tries his best. So all the power we have is vaguely compared to the gospel of Christ. So just what is the gospel? It's about the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That has to be preached. So just how powerful is, is this gospel you're talking about then, preacher? This gospel has convicting power. Has anybody in here ever been convicted? I'm not talking about court. <laughs> well, y'all a little slow this morning. Have you ever been convicted by Jesus? Huh? So, so, so here is a doctrine that we don't even talk about much or, or because why? It's old-fashioned. Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is the convictor. So what is it? It's when the spirit awakens one to the fact whether he or she is lost that you need a savior in your life. That's the convicting power. Folk come to church Sunday after Sunday and not accept that God is trying to convict them by way of the Holy Spirit. That's why they'll come to church, hide in church, and never come forward, never talk to the pastor about giving his or her life to Jesus Christ. Knowing that they're being convicted. I don't care how many times you come to church, how much you put in that offering basket, how much work you do in the church, until you are saved by the blood of Jesus and what he did at a place called Calvary, 
there's no promise for you. You can come to church all you want. But there's got to be some conviction in your life to realize that you're not living according to God's word. On the day of Pentecost, conviction happened. Because if you thought that the uh, disciples were saved, they weren't. Until those cloven tongues of fire came and sat on them. Then they realized they needed some power in their life. We all need some power in our life. I'm not talking about your MasterCard, your Bank of America card. I'm talking about you need some Holy Ghost power living and working in your life, every day in your life. You remember the Philippian jailer? He got convicted. It wasn't from the singing of Paul and Silas. It was from the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit arrived and loosed them. He got loosed too. Saul was converted to Paul because of why? Convicting power. You remember on the road to Damascus, he saw the bright light. So here we are, powerless. And it's like a light in your house that sits on the table. You won't have any power until you plug it in. Am I right about it? The word of God also has converting power. Have you ever wondered why people don't change? Why they don't change? I mean, you know, you can put people in prison for years. And you let them out, they are right for a little while. Because, see, we try to change the outside and not the inside. Oh, boy. There's only one who can change the inside. Yeah, yeah. So we try to clean them up and make them look good on the outside. But it's only one that can clean them on the inside. There's only one that can clean any of us from the inside out. And that's Jesus. That's why Paul made such a drastic change that he did. Because he was cleaned inside out. His eyes were open. Scales fell out. See, sometimes we come to church and we just as blind. And I'm not talking about physical stigmatism. You can have a spiritual stigmatism. Woo-wee. Preach guilty. Have you ever wondered then what makes our, our, our old sins, you know, uh, uh, what becomes those old sins when we become a Christian? The Bible tells us what happens to our sins. A amen. Isaiah talks about and tells us they're, they're washed. What can wash away my sins? None but the blood of Jesus. A amen. Jesus was talked about in the Old Testament of his coming. Amen. They're forgiven. They're cast out of God's memory. But it also has something else. The word of God has constraining power. The word constrain means to draw tight, to bind, to 
glue two objects together. Yeah, you can have all the programs that you want in any church. But if Jesus is not the head of running the programs, they won't last. Ah, boy, boy, boy. I, I, I said if Jesus is not the head of whatever program you have in church, from the usher board on, it will not stay together. And you can meet all you want to meet. But it won't be blessed as it could be blessed if you let God run it. Oh, boy. The word of God also, for some of us, whatever you're going through today, has some comforting power. Anybody in here needs to be comforted today? Huh? Because, see, the gospel gives you hope. Even in the hour of sickness or death, losing the life of a loved one, God still gives you hope. God's power through his word will lift you up when you need it to be lifted up. God's power will not only lift you up, but it'll hold you up when you feel like giving up. That's how and why we need the power of God working in our lives. Amen? Talk to me here. So we need Jesus in the gospel. So what's the sufficiency of the gospel? It's the gospel of power. Because why? Nothing else can give us eternal life but the power of God's word. Nothing else can transform us but the power of God's word. Nothing can give us hope when life is past but the power of God's word. Nothing can give us real joy. You can have happiness, but it's just an emotion. But when you got joy in your life and the emotion is past, you still happy. Oh, y'all didn't get that. It gives you peace in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of a storm. And if you live long enough, honey, you're going to have some storms in your life. Worse than what they have here in Florida. So what is the scope? How far does this gospel go? Well, this good news goes to everybody. Anybody can have some good news in his or her life. Regardless of what's happening, regardless of what you've experienced, you can have some good news every day. Every day that you wake up, it can be some good news. I don't care what you're suffering and going up against, what your children might be dealing with, there is some good news today. And that good news is one word that I'll give you. Capital J-E-S-U-S. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? That's the best news ever. For any of us, whether saved, whether unsaved, is Jesus. So, so the gospel itself is not simple. But the way to be saved by it is simple. He just asks you to believe. That's all he asks you to do is just believe. And we believe in a whole lot of stuff, don't we? The chairs are holding you up quite well, aren't they? Because you believe they would. 
Am I right about it? Okay. But if it broke down on you, you want to sue the church. <laughs> Just believe that he is. You may not have ever seen him. You may have had a dream or vision. Because if you stay in the word long enough, stay on this journey long enough, Signs and wonders do follow, as well as miracles. Am I right about it? Yeah, from the largest to the smallest of miracles, they do follow you as a believer. And that's all you got to do. That's all he asks us to do is just believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder, church. Is anybody in the house ever been rewarded by God? Knowing you didn't deserve to be rewarded, but God still rewarded you in spite of yourself. Can I get a witness up in here? Y'all gonna talk to me here. Because why? He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is a wheel in the middle of a wheel. He's the Rose of Sharon. He's our Lord and our Savior. And you know who else he is? He's Mary's baby boy. That's who he is. And I'm ever so grateful today just to be able to come today and just share to you some good news. Because everybody in here needs to hear something good today. Am I right about it? So when you leave this house today, amen, and somebody asks you how you're doing, just tell them I got some good news for you. Jesus still lives. Well, how do I know he lives? Because he lives in me. And I thank God I ain't what I used to be. I haven't quite made it to what I should be, but I thank God just to be here today. Is anybody glad today? Give God some hand clap of praise. So that's why when we come in God's house, he came down through 42 generations. God had it mapped out, planned out for his good. So whenever we come in God's house and we come to look to experience the move of God in our life, all you got to do is leave what you need to leave at the altar. Don't come in and leave the same way that you came in because change don't happen like that. That means you got to trust him if you believe in him. Can I get a witness here? And when it came down through those 42 generations, the Bible let me know that he, he stepped over the balcony of heaven and it came down and he walked amongst mankind. And I'm so glad today, I don't know about you, that he had a plan because I was included in the plan. And when it came down and he stepped over the balcony of heaven and it came down for those 42 generations, he knew why he came, but he still didn't want to suffer because of the humanistic part of him. He was all God and he was all man. But I stand before you today, I'm certainly glad for Good Friday because Good Friday wouldn't have brought Good Saturday. 
good Saturday wouldn't have brought a good Sunday. And so I stand before you today and I'm shouting today from the rooftops that I'm so glad this morning the one that we call Jesus, our Lord and Savior, went to a place called Calvary and he hung on an old wooden tree for your sins and mine. And everywhere and every time I have an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus, I'm so glad because I can shout from the rooftops. I'm so glad that he shed his blood for a sinner like me, an old wretch, dirty rag like me. I'm so glad this morning. Is there anybody glad in God's house this morning? Can I hear you say yeah? Can I hear you say yeah? Can I hear you say yeah? And every now and then, when you come in God's house, it's all right to get up on your feet, wave your palms in the air like you just don't care because God has blessed you on another day's journey. Say yeah! It's all right. It's all right to praise God. Yeah, he's worthy to be praised. Yeah, how can you contain it? How can you hold it? Yeah, yeah, some of you have been wanting to shout for years. Oh, Jordan, you're going to have play here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, some, some of you have been wanting to shout for years. Scared, I'm, I'm going to use street terms, scared. Somebody going to say something. Scared your wig gonna fall off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we church folk, church folk, churchy folk. A amen. But it's all right, y'all. It's it's okay to shout. It's 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 okay. A amen. He inhabits the praises of his people. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm like Jeremiah. It's like fire, shut up in my bones. And, and I just can't keep it to myself. And when you can't keep nothing to yourself, well, have I got any Milwaukee Buck fans in here? Oh, thank you, because I'm a Laker fan too. But I know you were glad after 50 years, somebody else won. Hey, hey, come on, talk to me here. Yeah, yeah, whether you was former or not, you still shouted. In your own confined house, you still shouted. You still were glad if you stayed up and watched the game. Hey, amen. You were still glad because you put two or three more dollars in your pocket if you bet on them. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's all right to laugh in church. God has a sense of humor. That's why I got a call to come preach today. <laughs> I, I, I said, Lord, I, you know, I'm okay, but, huh, you know, yeah. So when God speaks to you in your spirit to do something in God's house for him, okay, do it. That's the gospel. Yeah, the gospel will move you like that. 
He moves you like that. The Holy Spirit moves you like that. Amen? So as we come to this, this place today, this, this part today, you know I'm a little different. I'm a little different. I'm a little different. I invite you to come to kneel at the altar. It's okay. But my first request is if there's anyone that hasn't accepted Jesus Christ in his or her life, you know, don't be ashamed, don't be afraid and all that. But there's an invitation. There's an invitation that's given. Because back in my church in Kentucky, you know, that church back there, uh, I used to think naively that those that came were saved and were baptized. And, you know, I'm one to let them usher, work in the church or whatever. And then one Sunday morning, God showed me that they'd been coming all that time and had not ever accepted Christ Jesus, never had been baptized. And they came because of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, the gospel, the gospel. So is there one today that doesn't know if he or she is saved? And I had my first church, they were some old saints. And the reason I say old saints, they was older than me. Yeah, I'm old now, but then I was the youngest thing in the church. Yeah. And, and, and I asked them, if you were to die today, do you know that you know you know without a reasonable doubt that you're going to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. You'd be surprised at the answers I got. I had a maybe. I hope so. I'm trying. This was my first church. I was only there 14 years, but these were the answers that I got out of, I thought were seasoned Christians. Yeah. So even before I left, we got some things right. Because I didn't want to leave and have that on me. So if there's one today, two, three, and you want to know that you are, and you feel something tugging and pulling on you today, that's the Holy Spirit. Don't let this be a missed opportunity. Don't let this be a missed opportunity. Will you step out and come? We have elders in the church. I'll meet you too. This is just a platform. For those who were here when I first preached, I'll come down where you are, so you know. That's no thing to me. If there's one where you come, just as you are, just as you are. Lost, lonely, whatever. Will you come just as you are today? If there's one, will you come? Will you come? Don't worry about who's going to say what.
Will someone else come, please? If you're feeling God pulling on you by way of the Holy Spirit, this is your day. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. Come on. Come on. This is your moment. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. Satan don't like it. He never does. There's another when you come, just as you are, just as you are, just as you are. Wherever you find yourself at this moment, things not going right at home, broken, or whatever, will you come? Is anyone needing prayer this morning? Will you come? Will you come? Anyone needing prayer? Will you come? Everything's perfect at home. I'm glad it is. Glad it is. But if you're needing prayer, will you come? Anyone needing prayer? I mean, God will meet you right where you are. as you are. That's the thing. Just as you are. Will you come? Come as you are. That's what I like about just as I am. That old that old hymn. Just as I am. <laughs> That's how I came. Just as I was. Reckless. Sinner. You name it. Paul had nothing on me. Paul had nothing on me. There's another way you come. But I'm so glad of mercy and grace. Ha <laughs> ha. Mercy and grace. Will you come? That's what it is about the gospel. Mercy and grace. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. I thank you for those, Lord, that have come this morning to the altar. And even those, Lord, that are seated. Because there's one thing about you. You'll meet us right where we are. Whatever circumstance we're in, Lord, you'll meet us right there. And for those that have come to the altar this morning, however they came, Lord, and for whatever need is needed, I know, Lord God, that you are a rewarder. So I pray, Father, if one has come today to accept you in his or her life as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray over them right now in the name of Jesus that if they have kneeled and just said, I'm sorry, they're saved. Just that simple. If one had just come to recommit and rededicate his or her life this morning, Lord, I know that you're standing with open arms and welcoming them back into the ark of safety, back to the fold. Bless those that are here this morning that came to worship this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just come to magnify and to lift you up. That is our prayer. That is our prayer. Bless every home that's represented here. All the children, Lord, in the, in the nurseries. Bless them. Bless the families, Lord. Bless all of our connectedness. 
because it's your blood that connects all of us. Father, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for your presence today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us at Whitechapel Church Online. We pray that today's sermon blessed you and that you continue to join us as we lean into God's Word together. Until next time, have a great week.